Blitz off the edge. Cousins throws and it's taken away by Addison for the touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, man, you lost money on the 49ers last night. <laughs> that play is one of the main reasons why. At the end of the first half, you're just like, oh, we're going to, oh, it's only going to be a three-point game? Down 10-7? Nope, 17-7. There you go. And Minnesota much more likely to win the game as a result. Honestly, like, great play by Addison. He looked like a legitimate number one receiver. I, I... When Jefferson comes back, are the Vikings going to be a force to be reckoned with? We'll talk about that as we move like a little more down the line, obviously, this NFL season. We'll get back to the Vikings and the Packers, P-squared, B-squared in a second. But 20 minutes from now, we'll begin our two hours simulcast on Stadium. And we'll begin the the first hour on Stadium with our friend Pre Prisco from CBS Sports. Ryan McDonald will join us in hour number three. Our NBA predictions for the season in hour number three. And then all our bets for tonight. 16 games in the NHL, two games as the NBA season tips off, and we'll tell you the games we've already bet in the National Football League, all coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. But for now, we continue our handicap of Week 8 in the NFL with the Vikings and the Packers. And I guess I get it, like why we've seen the line flip here. Minnesota won two games in a row, really impressive in primetime beating the Niners, and the Packers lost on the road at Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. And... I've been a pretty big critic recently of Jordan Love. He did play pretty well in the second half of the game on Sunday. Like, I, I, I'm worried about Jordan Love, but I'm not ready to say, like, Jordan Love definitely stinks yet. I, I think we're a ways off from saying that. And and I think he can have success at home against this Vikings secondary. Um, and I, I still want to have some faith in my guy, Matt LaFleur, although maybe it's possible O'Connell's just a much better coach than he is. Um, I'm with you here, Kem. Packers or nothing, but I think the way that I'd like to play Green Bay would be like you, like you had said, right? To tease them up. If we get into teaser range here, I know there are some sports books that have a Minnesota one and a half. You could tease Green Bay up over seven to plus seven and a half. I think that's how I would choose to play this game with the Vikings having their gravitational pull that forces teams to play one score games against them, whether they win or lose. So I think Packers teasers make a lot of sense this week. And I guess I, I guess I would bet the Packers to win the game if I had to pick the winner. Yeah, I think I would pick the Packers to win the game. It's close. I mean, I just I think about it. I try to think about it like rationally, right? Like if I if I wanted to buy Green Bay this week, what are the things that I would want to be true going into the game? Uh, I would want to be sure I was getting them when the market didn't think they were particularly good. We definitely have that based on how they played last week. I'd want to be betting them when I thought their opponent was rated as well as they could possibly be rated. After last night's game, we probably also have that. And I would want the market to be moving to reflect those two things. And we definitely have that where they were a dog and now they're a favorite. So like you've kind of got all the ingredients here to have essentially what's a, a buy low situation with Green Bay. Uh, you could also kind of be encouraged, I think, by the fact that you would assume we get a little more Aaron Jones in this game than we got last week, like was on a pitch count and they're like gradually ramping him up. Like AJ Dillon's brutal. Like he had one explosive play, I think in the Denver game, he has, but it's a lot of three yards. He's been a little yards. better recently, yeah. but to your point, he's right. not good, but he has been a little better it's just, the last couple of weeks it's just a really low ceiling and like Aaron Jones is like the chance to like, honestly, like I, the answer to this is supposed to be Christian Watson. It just hasn't this year. Like who on the Packers can create an explosive play on offense. This is the problem. The Patriots have too, is like anyone you name. The answer is no. Like it's supposed to be Ramondre Stevenson. The answer has been no the entire season. And for the Packers, the answer is supposed to be Christian Watson and Aaron Jones. Watson hasn't given you anything. And Aaron Jones has been hurt. So like all of your chances for explosive plays, which like are very big win probability plays, like, 
most teams that are good aren't good because they convert every third and three and they methodically go down the field and they just do it like the Eagles do that because they're the best at it. But if you're not the best at it, that's really tough to do. And uh, and so just you got to have some way to generate like 30, 40, 50 plus yard plays, even a couple a game. Aaron Jones gives the Packers that a little bit. And if Christian Watson plays, he gives you another dimension of that in a home game. So I, I do think like you just look at how the market is shaped and what our last couple data points are for each team. Packers are nothing. It could be nothing. Like maybe we haven't hit the bottom on Green Bay yet. They're actually worse than we think, but we're starting to get into the range where the market's like responding to both teams and maybe it's a buy on Green Bay. All right, so that's the Vikings and the Packers Sunday in Lambeau. Obviously more on this game and every game in the slate coming up as we move along this week. Let's go from the NFC North to the AFC West now. And let's talk about Kansas City and Denver. These two teams played a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football in Kansas City in a wind-impacted game where the Chiefs basically just, like, suffocated the game. Boa constricted it, 119-8, covered the spread. The game went way under the total. So now we shift to Denver for this one, and the Broncos coming off the win against Green Bay. Uh, Kansas City hasn't lost since the season opener. Uh, without Travis Kelsey, so they've 6-0 and basically with Kelsey playing in games this year. Kansas City is a 7.5-point favorite, Ken, on the road at the Broncos. Total is 45.5. I've seen some 8s on the board also, but basically operating right in this favored by more than 7 but less than 10 range. Uh, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Chiefs and Broncos with KC favored by a little more than a touchdown on the road. Yeah, I mean, another interesting game for a couple reasons. Uh, you have a really recent meeting between the teams. Now, that was Thursday night. And you could argue the teams are different, or are they since then? Uh, the two things that you would say might be different was that the start of Denver finally turning around their defense a little bit, getting some players back from injury. You referenced a couple of them. I know Baron Browning played against the Packers on Sunday, like started to get some guys back, and they were the worst defense of all time. Pretty good against the Chiefs good against the Packers. Now that's the Packers, but like, okay, you have a couple games of not the worst of all time. I mean, this is a team that couldn't stop the Bears, you know, earlier in the season. They would allow a billion points to Sam Howell. You know, like that's, we're, not, we're done with that at least for a little bit. So, okay, have they like turned a corner on defense? And then the really interesting question I think is, was this Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, complete offensive explosion to start that game against the Chargers? Was that just like a one week, one half just caught fire and Kelsey was insane and Taylor Swift was there and whatever, or are they going to go back to kind of being like the chiefs who need to be totaled? Like they're in the high forties or the low fifties in a bunch of these games, like which one is it? And I, I don't know the answer. Um, but I, I just, I was a little surprised that when the total opened 46, it didn't get bet down like right away. <laughs> I was like, cause when I first saw the total, I was like, I think under, and not just cause the first game went under, it's like less about that, just about like what the teams are right now. And I, I don't know what to do with that chiefs, like first half against the chargers might've just been, here's a team we played a bunch and we generated some explosive plays and Kelsey was awesome. And like, that's all it was. Um, cause if they're going to do that with their defense, then they're just not going to lose again. They're just literally not going to lose a game. And uh, and then they're going to start scoring a lot more, obviously, too. So uh, not quite sure what to do here. I didn't bet anything. I don't know if I'm going to bet anything. But uh, definitely, like, a potential turn-the-corner spot for, for one unit on both of those teams. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific Football Tuesday. Handicapping Week 8 in the National Football League. Um, I think I have... I think I have like an opinion as to the answer to your question about Kansas City in the first half last week against the Chargers. And this will kind of dovetail in with like 
the thoughts on the Chargers Bears game coming up on on Sunday Night Football this week in Los Angeles. Um, all the Chargers players, and you don't have to be a player like any like Brian Baldinger. I'm sure when he joins us tomorrow on a on Wednesday, a wonderful football Wednesday, we'll say this. Pete Prisco would say this. I'm sure Pete watches the film when he joins us coming up in a little bit. The Chargers defensive game plan in the first half of that game against Kansas City was outrageous. They ran zone defense the 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 entire half, and Kelsey was just finding an open spot in the zone, and he was wide open on every play. And all the broadcast kept saying is, is how is Travis Kelsey so open like they're literally not guarding him it's because you're playing a zone defense and Kelsey knows how to pick the zone apart and then the Chargers kind of changed things around in the second half after they'd already given up a billion points and a billion yards obviously to Mahomes and Kelsey so look it's not that Vance Joseph is like the second coming of Bill Belichick as a defensive coordinator I don't think anyone thinks that but I I can't imagine that the defensive game plan for Denver is going to be as bad as it was as the Chargers was this past Sunday. I don't know if you saw this, by the way, but Austin Eckler was asked in the Chargers locker room, like, you guys still have faith in Brandon Staley and, like, what Brandon's doing? And Eckler, like, interrupted the end of the question and goes, well, we've got no choice. Not great. But we'll talk oh. about the Chargers and Bears coming up in a little hashtag bit. Hashtag bad brew. Not, not hashtag, hashtag secret bajant man. We'll talk about the Chargers oh. and the Bears. Um, so, for this game, the hot take that I teased... And I don't know if I actually believe this and if like, I'm going to bet it. <laughs> I Always a good way to I start. feel but I said this last year in the second meeting between these two teams, and like the Chiefs had to win the game at the very end. I think the Broncos are gonna how about this? In 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 lieu of saying I think the Broncos are gonna win the game, I think the game is gonna be close at the end, and like the Chiefs will probably win at the end because it's what they always do. Like Mahomes will win the game because he's awesome and Russell Wilson's not. So that's how I think it's going to it's gonna play out. But I think betting the game, I think I'm going to end up betting the Broncos and taking the points and taking a number above a touchdown. I think that's how I'm going to play this game. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos won. I also don't know if I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and take Broncos' money line because it's just betting against Mahomes does not, does not exactly, like, fill me with a ton of confidence. Yeah, I mean, I just think, so we just talked about Packers-Vikings, right? Like, we had one team going in a certain direction, the other team going the opposite, and the market responding to that. None of that's really happening here. Like the Mahomes and the Chiefs are such a known quantity that in a lot of the games that they play, you're just always going to get about the same number that you would have gotten two weeks ago or two weeks from now or whatever. And when they play teams that they're much better than, it's always this more than a touchdown kind of point yep. spread, like seven and a half. And you could be like, okay, you know, if Denver, um, you know, if Denver looked worse, then maybe it's nine and a half. Or something like that but it's like always in this range like it's just it's you know that's why the vikings game was such a funny market and why we talked about it so much because it's rare to get a situation like that where the chiefs play at minnesota everybody bets minnesota it gets to three and a half they still bet minnesota it goes to three like you don't see that kind of action very often on a mahomes game usually you just see a market like this so if these are the markets that we get with them all the time it's just tough for me to be like oh it's like there's so so much interesting stuff in this number like it's kind of like i'm i made the game eight like, I, I think it's just like, this is what it's supposed to be. It is just really interesting. Like you, you mentioned the seven spot in the NFC earlier in the show and how a potentially bad team is going to end up getting that spot. I don't think the Broncos are like going to make the playoffs or something. I think they're, they have five losses. They lose this. That's number six. Like, it's just, it's, you're really My up against it. They probably guys. can't do that. With the deadline right. coming up also, the, still already kind of like jettison, like Frank Clark and everything. So like, it's not, that's not the goal, but like a team that could from now until the end of the season play well 
like they are a candidate for that. It's still like like Sean Payton's a big like this is still like a first year head coach trying to implement something and like turn something around. And usually if they're good at it, that manifests itself at the end of the season or as the season goes along. Like this is like a two year project, a three year project. Okay, then that means like they should kind of start playing better at some point or he's bad and it's a bad fit. But if he's good, then like you're going to see it. Now, maybe you don't see it this week, but like you're going to start seeing it. And you kind of saw it against the Packers a little bit. They didn't play great in the game, but you see it like defensively. You've seen it for a couple weeks. So I'm with you. Like it, it maybe it's just kind of a play on Denver at a big number with kind of just how Denver might play the rest of the season. I think that's reasonable. I'm, I'm not making the bet, but I kind of get it. Yeah. And just to be clear, like I don't, anyone that wants to be like, oh, well, I make the game less than a touchdown. Like, OK, like go, go, go back to the drawing board. Like, the number's right. fine, obviously, right? Like, uh, anyone, everyone's going to have Kansas City in this range that's doing it correctly, I think. Right. It's an opinion spot. My opinion is I think Denver's going to keep the game close and probably lose at the very end and because that's what always happens against Mahomes. So I'll bet the Broncos. I'll take the Broncos at a number above a touchdown. Hour one done, hour two for you. Coming up on the other side, we will start it. Talking NFL Week 8 with our good friend Pete Prisco from CBS Sports.